Hi, my name is Dr. Mark Allen Derry, and I'm an infectious diseases specialist in New Orleans. Just as a reminder that COVID-19 and the human immunodeficiency virus do share the same risk factors. Hi, my name is Doc Griggs, and I'm a community medicine doctor and health literacy expert. This is the Noise Filter Podcast, where an infectious diseases physician, that's me, and a health literacy and communications expert, that's me, talk about what you need to know about COVID-19. You can find more information about this show and our other daily live updates and Q&A show at noisefiltershow.com. So let's get started. Where there's smoke, there's COVID. Most people are aware of circumstances that could eventually lead to an increase in the number of COVID cases. In 2020, there was one not so obvious thing that contributed to an increase in the severe illness and deaths from COVID-19, and that was wildfire smoke. NBC News reports that data published in the journal Scientific Advances show how catastrophic wildfires in California Oregon and Washington last year led to a spike in severe COVID cases. This data is timely as COVID cases are rising once again due to the Delta variant and current wildfires are sending smoke plumes from the West all the way across the country to New York, Washington, D.C. and Boston. Wildfire smoke contains microscopic particles that lodge in the deepest part of the lungs where the oxygen exchange between the lungs and the blood occurs. That, along with the sheer density of the particles in wildfire smoke, makes it especially dangerous for respiratory health. Researchers found that the increase in air pollutants due to wildfire smoke correlated with a spike in COVID-19 cases and deaths that lasted up to four weeks after the smoke had cleared. In some countries, there was up to a 20% increase in cases. Sarah Henderson, Scientific Director of Environmental Health Services at the British Columbia Center for Disease Control, said wildfire smoke gums up the upper respiratory tract epithelium, which is a thin layer of cells that's covered in phlegm and mucus, and that's the body's first line of defense to keep viruses, and I will add bacteria, out of the body. Inhaling smoke also triggers an immune response in the lungs, which may weaken the immune system's ability to fight the coronavirus, making it easier for an infection to take hold. The study's authors noted that people with heart or lung disease, children, and the elderly are particularly susceptible to the health impacts of wildfire smoke, but that everyone is at risk if they inhale that smoke. While there is nothing we can do to stop wildfires, Harvard researchers say the best way to protect ourselves is to get vaccinated. One researcher commented, there's nothing that says wildfire smoke negates vaccination. So not only do Harvard researchers say that you should go and get vaccinated, we here at Noise Filter say so as well. And I do want to add, this is what we're seeing here is the confluence of basically two storms, right? We're seeing the confluence of the climate change that is happening that is leading to these wildfires, as well as we're seeing this devastating impact uh, from the Delta virus. And so with these wildfires and the inhalation of smoke, we're seeing worsening cases of coronavirus.
child COVID cases on the rise. In these final weeks of summer, COVID-19 cases among children are on the rise. As the Delta variant continues to spread and the new school year begins, many children have been sent back into quarantine as a result of outbreaks, with hospitals admitting more child patients with the virus. In fact, the American Academy of Pediatrics has reported a continuing substantial increase in the numbers of child COVID cases, reporting more than 120,000 cases among children in the second week of August. By August 18th, U.S. hospitals were tending to an average of more than 1,200 children a day, double the number from the end of July and four times the number from the beginning of July. Texas, which last month issued an executive order banning vaccination and mask mandates, is leading child COVID hospitalizations with an average of more than 200 children a day in the hospital. And data from the Department of Health and Human Services shows that child hospitalizations are also highest in Alabama, Florida, Delaware, Louisiana, and Oklahoma. And children are making up almost a fifth of all reported cases. Meanwhile, health professionals are also concerned by the numbers of general patients in the intensive care units, some of which are almost at full capacity levels, which are usually seen in the winter months when infection levels are even higher. And amazingly enough, conflicts over mass mandates are also a concern as children return to school. Wearing masks in schools, particularly by students who are not vaccinated, is one way of helping to prevent the transmission of the virus. Furthermore, as children under 12 are not eligible for vaccinations and the first dose of the COVID vaccine can take up to six weeks to have full effect, some adolescents and teenagers returning to school are still vulnerable and mask wearing would decrease that risk associated with the new school year. Dr. Lena Wen, physician and medical analysis for CNN stated, we have the more contagious Delta variant, we have surges, and we have so many adults letting down their guard, not wearing masks and not getting vaccinated, which is contributing to this really dangerous environment for children. Better data is needed on children and COVID-19 hospitalizations in order to create policies to protect children from the short and long-term effects of the virus. Returning to school should be a safe time for young people, but if action is not taken to reduce the spread among children and miss the Delta variant, we could see cases continue to rise. How to Avoid Unexpected COVID Testing Costs In the spring of 2020, Congress passed rules making COVID testing free for most people in the United States. However, even some insured Americans have found holes in these coverage programs and found themselves footing the bill for certain kinds of tests. The laws don't cover routine testing that some employees may have begun to require, for example, and some test providers have added on unexpected fees. The New York Times has some tips for ensuring your COVID test is completely free. First, it's important to get tested at a public site if you can. That means your state, county, or city is running the testing site, and you'll be able to find that information on state health department websites. If you cannot get to a public site, 
go to your primary care doctor or a federally qualified clinic instead of a hospital or urgent care facility where you might actually incur facility fees for going to the site at all. Second, ask your provider what they'll be screening for and what you'll be charged for. When patients receive unexpected bills after getting a COVID test, they're usually not getting billed for the test itself. Instead, they're getting billed for services or other screenings. In order to avoid getting charged for care you don't need, ask ahead of time. If the facility can't tell you what they'll be charging for, it's best to seek testing elsewhere. Finally, some uninsured Americans may be able to take advantage of a federal program intended to offset the costs of COVID testing. This happens through the Provider Relief Fund, which allows doctors to seek reimbursement for COVID tests given to the uninsured. It's important to ask ahead of time if the provider of the test submits to the fund. Some states have also expanded their Medicaid coverage to include COVID tests for Americans without coverage. Just as a reminder that COVID-19 and the human immunodeficiency virus do share the same risk factors. Doc Griggs. Thanks for listening to the Noise Filter Daily Podcast. Dr. Derry and I have a daily show at 4 p.m. Central Standard Time where we go into more detail on stories and answer your questions about COVID-19. You can find Doc Griggs at DocGriggs1 on social media, and you can find me at Dr. Mark Allen Derry or at D-R-D-E-R-Y. You can follow us at Noise Filter on Instagram, Noise Filter NOLA on Twitter, and for more information about us and the show, you can go to noisefiltershow.com. Hey, Doc Griggs, any last words? Remember, get checked, get fit, get moving. And remember to get some rest to boost your immune system. And Doc, protect yourself and others by staying home and please wear masks when you go outside. Remember, health is a human right.